And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it's the Tom Chenault Show. I hope you're all having an unbelievably great day. Adrian and I have been having a blast just connecting with people all day long, and we've been looking forward to our show with such unbelievable intensity and anticipation because Simon Chan is living proof that good guys finish first. He is living proof that a person can have a business and a family and change the world at the same time. And I love that about him, don't you? I absolutely do. Simon, we're so glad you're here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the kind words. My gosh, Tom, what I do, did I, was that last gift so nice that you, that you say such nice words to me? No, it's a I bribed them, by the way. <laughs> it's a total fact. And you were so big in network marketing and you decided to pivot and spend a ton of money to be the best. And I'll never forget, I was at, I think it was a GoPro, some huge event. And, I, and I, all of a sudden, Simon came around the corner. I think it's when I spoke in front of the 20,000 people. It was something where I was like a big deal. And all of a sudden, here came Simon with his equipment and a microphone and a camera and all this stuff. And I could not believe this guy was this prepared, this organized. I went home and bought all the equipment he recommended I buy, but I was never able to figure out how to turn it on. So it never even left the box. But this guy has been a leader and an innovator and at the top of the list forever, Adrian. That is 100. And you hey, I want to add to that story. Um, so there's always a story before the story. So, and I know we talk about you're the master of following up, right? Uh, Adrian is the follow-up fiend. And, you know, we talk about, you know, that's why one of the things I love about contact mapping allows you to follow up, follow up, follow up. But before that story, before I, you know, shoved that microphone in Tom, before that, a couple years before that, it was at ANP, which we first met. And believe it or not, everyone, um, I was just a peon and nobody, and Tom Chanel never replied back to my messages, never replied back to my emails, nor Facebook messages. I guess she's going to deny this because Tom is such a nice guy. And then finally at ANMP, I actually tapped and hunted him down. He sat at the back of the room and was like, oh, that's Tom Chanel. I'm going to get him. Okay, no one knew who the Simon Chan was. And I think it was just, and then after I introduced myself, he pretended, I don't know if he remembers me or not, he pretended never getting my messages. And then, but he's like, hey, you seem a cool guy. He actually gave me his cell phone that day. I was like, all right, you made a mistake. I'm going to follow up with you forever. And he's like, oh, I'll be on your show. And he lied. He never was. I'll be on your show next month. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen a couple months. I think that took one or, one or two years later. And then he was on. But I think that I'm sharing that story because I think that is how, I think this is one of the values. When you say all those nice words about me, it's like, um, you know, I think the values come from the, my parents, my mom, my parents, and they always teach you long term. Think long term, right? If you think long term, you are going to do much better and you're going to win. If you think short term, and short term leads to like doggy dog, me eat you, uh, company goes out of business, I'm going to raid them, you know, short term, and it never works out. And, and a, lot, a lot of times at the most, you know, Tom and I have a great relationship. We both respect you, awesome individuals. And then I got to meet Adrian. It all comes from just thinking long term and following up and staying consistent. And, uh, yeah, but I just figured I would share that story. And the fortune is in the follow-up because it took me a long time to get on your radar. But now I'm worthy. And now well, I'm on your show. Look okay, at that. So let's, a miracle. Okay, so there's a story before the story. So my last name is Chanel, C-H-E-N. And I thought his name was Simon C-H-E-N, not Simon C-H-A-N. So I thought this guy was some guy just chasing me around trying to steal my identity. So I was like this because I thought he'd forgotten to write the last four letters until I finally met him and realized what a wonderful human being he was. And then it all worked out. So that's the real truth of the matter <laughs> as I made it up right now. Yeah, I was going to say, that was, that was about as flimsy a backstory as I could have uh, possibly. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, I that's, lied, that's a pretty good thing out. you made up in a couple of seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it's awesome. I think that's, you know what, you just have to be, uh, and just to let you know, if you ever, I think in network marketing, we feel like, oh, we're bothering people. We follow up too much. I'll tell you one thing. I know for me, I know people who I looked up to, they all, successful people always respect people who are relentless with follow up. Because yeah. most people give up right away. And I'm sure Tom, just the fact that I keep messaging you all the time, like, you know, the guy on your radar, because most people are not, they don't follow up after a couple of times, right? Like one of the easiest things, like when people, I get pitched all the time. And what I tell people is, you know, uh, right now we're focused on big projects. I can't do it, but if you follow up with me in six, seven months, 
um, just reach out to me. I'll take a look. And I say that nicely. I don't have to tell them no. And, they all, and I say, thank you for your understanding. And the good news is 95% of them never follow up with me. So I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> but if you want to follow up, if you follow up, you will do well. Anyway, I can talk on and on. I'm taking over your show here, Tom. Sorry about that. No, but, uh, I was actually looking down to try to find your your uh, your contact in my contact mapping app. Because I will lay you odds that every quarter I send you a nice note, at least telling you how handsome you are and what a good guy you are. Because what you just said about whether you need somebody or not, you can't say that's when I'm going to contact people. A friend of mine just called me on the phone, says a, a lawyer out of the sky blue just called me up, needs a million eight. I'm really pissed off at him because he, he hasn't called me in five years. Now he calls me looking for a million eight hundred thousand dollars. If he just would have followed up with me and told me he loved me every quarter, maybe I'd take his call and listen to him about getting him that money. But you can't just call people when you need them. You got to touch them when you don't. And that doesn't mean follow them up with some large conversation. Send them a text message, call them on the phone and say you love them and get the heck out of Dodge and do the same thing three months later. I will tell you that has been my secret weapon over the last 30 years of being in this business is my impeccable follow up with the exception of Simon Chan. <laughs> you know, the no, you know, I agree. You, you're one of the best at it. Yeah, I love like crazy, then love more. I loved your story, Simon, about, you know, just knowing how few people are going to follow up. And I want to thank you because Simon is is really one of the first huge influencers in network marketing that really took a chance on us with contact mapping and, and you know we really kind of dove in together which has been amazing but I you know unbeknownst to me I think I, I got the Simon test and I stayed with you and I, I kept following up right you guys were in the middle we first started talking you were in the middle of something and you said hey you know I've got something going on you know fortunately you didn't give me the six seven months treatment you gave me the two or three weeks treatment but you said hey you know I can't I can't put any focus on this for three weeks hit me up in three weeks, we'll have the conversation. So three weeks later, bing, time to call Simon. I hit you up and we moved that conversation through that process. And in any business, in anything that you do, there's just a huge amount of power in if you follow through on those things, it's going to, it's gonna cut through the noise because exactly like you said, 95% of people never will, right? You guys, you give me too much credit. I wasn't as nice. Uh, now, I wasn't as bad as your dad, two to three years to follow up. But it, I think it was a couple of months. And I remember when you follow, I told you, uh, I just gave you a random date because I wasn't ready. And you followed me with an exact date. I was like, okay, this guy is good. And I think that that's a limits test, right? Like, And so I think as you grow as an entrepreneur, you realize you get a better judgment of people. Do you trust them? Do you follow them? Would you, you know going in a foxhole with them, as Tom would say, right? And I think comes back to character and values and follow-up, and that's integrity, right? If you say you're going to follow up with someone, you better follow up with them because that's a lack of integrity. Lack of integrity, you know, integrity comes from the word integer. It means one. That means you're not doing something that you say you do. And I think that's something that, and that's the easy thing about network marketers. Like, if you just do what you say you do and stay consistent, you'll win. And you may not get results right away, but in the long term, you will win. And it's and you know, again, you also nice saying those nice words about trusting you contact mapping. It's about buying you. I didn't buy contact mapping. I bought Tom because I knew his he was on my show, huge value giver. Even when he didn't want anything, he always said nice things to, to me, made me feel good. On, on the when you're least expecting it. And then Adrian, just like the fact I didn't know much about you, but it's again from if Tom's a superstar, right? His son can't be like a super loser. It's got to be somewhat decent. And then, and then you pass the test. You follow up and you follow up, follow up. And I said no to you a few times. You didn't take it personally. You just followed up very professionally. And um, I think that's what our profession is, right? Because everyone can say their company is the best. And if you're in a company, your leader is doing well and you're not, it's because it's the same product, same, everything's the same. It's you. That's the, And so if you just show up consistently, think long-term, and be a person like what Tom shared, said before, give value. And, and the worst time to reach out to someone is when you need someone. The best time to reach out to people is when you don't need anything. You don't need to, like, the best time to meet new people is when you have tons of other prospects to talk to, right? And just thinking long-term. And the key to the deal, and I'm looking at my phone, so I went to my app, I looked at my phone. On July 1st, it was my birthday. Simon Chan called me on the phone and sang happy birthday to me. 
I mean, it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing. And it was <clears throat> insane. Actually, he sent me a video. September 10th, I wrote him a note. I said, I love you. And I spoke about the things that Simon loves most, which is his wife and his beautiful kids. On October uh, 15th, I wrote him a great another note. He responded instantly, very, very nicely. On October 18th, same game, because he actually sang to my son Adrian on his birthday, which was the 18th. Then that, my rotation changed. So then on November 18th, I put it a month out. We talked again with Simon Chan. On December 18th, I sent him a note again. And the reason I'm telling all you guys this is Simon and I are not deeply in business together. He is one of a small handful of generic trainers that I endorse with every fiber of my body. I have no problem sending people to him, but I'm not exactly on his speed dialer because it's generational. I'm 50 years older than him and he likes my son better, but he's still somebody I deeply respect and he deserves to be on a one month rotation with me. Most people are on a three because I, you know, every, I want him to know every month that he's doing good in the world. And I don't know how many people have you on a 12, on a, on a 12 times a year rotation just to say they love you. But you got to take that as a huge compliment from a guy like me that knows what a difference you're making. You've put your money in, you've put your education in, you've put your reputation in to change in the world. And I want you to know we appreciate and respect and see that in you, which very few people are at that caliber with us. Oh, you're always so nice saying the words. Well, I just want to... It sounds like, uh, you know, you're saying nice things. I'm saying nice things to you. But there's a lot of lessons here, right? Like, it, it's networking is like a, a bank account. You're making deposits. And what Tom does every time, he adds up to a bank deposit. Well, well, you know, Tom is super, super cool. And just to let you know, even doing this show, not to make... I run a group, Purpose Driven Networkers, where I, you know, it's where I hang out. And we do a lesson of the day. We prospect together 11 times a week. This actually conflicts with that schedule and i never changed this is the only show i've actually changed that lesson for thank you because i know you couldn't change normally i just wouldn't be on the show because it's 5 p.m eastern i normally never change it because tom chanel has been so many deposits in that networking networking bank account all right we got to go to a break so we're going to come right at back right after this this is the genesis communication network and I don't know that Richard Brooke is listening. He probably is because he has no life in Hawaii. So he's probably listening. And now he's going to go have to listen to all the survivalist commercials if he's on the radio. But if he's live, he gets to hear us goof around and talk about him. We'll be back right after this. And we're back. How you doing? You are not helping their, their uh, ad spot sales on the radio, by the oh, way. Oh, that's okay with me. They're not going to kick me off. He and I go way, way, way back, and I love him. It's Ted Anderson, and he is a great guy. Richard Brooks a great guy. He's a big fan of you, Simon Chan. You need to know that. He, uh, Richard Brooks loves you. No, thank you. Yeah. So, I respect yeah. him a lot. For, he's, a, he's a legend. Well, yeah, he could be. He's like a father to me. The legend of legends. Yeah, I love the guy. All right. <laughs> There's an opinionated man. He's like you. He'll bust me for the whole first segment about something I haven't done. Especially looking down at my phone, it makes him crazy. Go ahead. <laughs> he loves it when you Oh, he that. loves it when I do that. <laughs> oh, man. Can we just so, hang out and do the commercial break? Until, uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're hanging we're out. Hang, this is, yeah, this is where we get to tell we, jokes. and We have our sponsor. <laughs> Hard driving sponsor. <laughs> so I am, I'm going to plug one thing, actually. So on Thursday, we're doing a heck of a webinar. So this Thursday, and of course I'm forgetting what time it is off the top of my head. I think it's at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. But this Thursday, midday, we are doing a webinar on how to build a network that pays in 2021. And it is going to be super cool. So if you go to contactmapping.com slash webinar, it's a free webinar. Um, but it is going to be powerful. It is going to be hilarious. And, and it's attended. You've got so many registrations yeah, already. It's, it's, it's actually, almost full. We're yes. actually we're running out of space on it, but it's it's going to be awesome. And how much does it cost? Zero dollars. What's the website? Contactmapping.com slash webinar. Contactmapping.com slash slash webinar. All right. Good, good, good. I got it. All right, everybody. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. I know. Am I in it? I think so. All right. I good. hope so. Okay. I'll be there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, so it's, it's exciting. And we're, you know, we, we just got off just a, a little bit of a sidebar here. We just got off clubhouse right before this, 
which if you haven't gotten in and played around on that thing yet, it is crazy. It is like 1963 when your mom and dad had the party line because they couldn't afford the private line. And you could lit it, you could just jump in and eavesdrop on everybody talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. That's what it is. It is unbelievable. We, we just had our very first one. We had Higdon. <clears throat> all these people showed up. Lisa Grossman, Ray Higdon, Haley Hobson, uh, Rob Sperry. Brian Fryer. Yeah, it was insane. It's crazy. Michelle Eldridge. It was it was Leslie Hebert. It was unbelievable. Lynn Saron. Yeah. Sean Murphy was there. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Lisa Grossman and Haley yeah. Hobson. <laughs> it was wild. So that was, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, so, but this is a little history lesson for you and I, Simon. I, what is the party line? I've never heard about this before. I think I know what you mean. But when you were really, that? when you were every, in every, the Alexander Graham Bell age. Yeah, he was my next door neighbor, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> came along and invented this telephone. And so all the people had to share a line. And there was this lady with curlers in her hair and spray and spray. And she'd sit there with these buttons and she'd have everybody plugged in on this switchboard. But everybody was plugged into a party line because they didn't have one line for one person. So you had to wait till they got off the party line in order for you to make your call. But then everybody on the party line could listen. It was insane. And that was what my childhood was like. And that's how we learned all the dirt on our neighbors. That is actually the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, look I, it up. That's, yeah, that's wild. Clubhouse is like the party line. Yeah, I love Lucy. Had a party line. Pamela Ann Schwartz said that. Yeah, people right. are, yeah, Joanne Smith. She must be uh, like me. Oh, yeah, I met her yesterday. She's a dinosaur, too. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. Joanne. That's right. one We're of our listeners. Good thing, good, thing, good thing they have technology because I lost you already by the party line switching and stuff. Oh, that's too funny. All right, we are back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got the great Simon Chan from MLNNation.com here. And I'm telling you what, this guy is amazing. He is a true hardcore trainer at a world-class level that I trust. And I've never, ever heard a bad word about this guy in my life. He is a pure generic trainer and doing it the right way. And if you do anything in your life, you want to be in the foxhole with him. Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. And Simon, I was thinking about this because, you know, it, it's amazing watching what, you know, podcasts are everywhere and everyone is doing them now. And it's just the rage. And what number episode are you on now for the MLM Nation podcast? We just came off 635. 635. So this almost guy, uh, six hey, a six year anniversary is coming up. Six year anniversary. Crazy. That is crazy. Bad. And you were episode 200. I know. I, I was in a, a huge honor. I still listen. People listen to that all the time and call me on the phone. I mean, that was a long time ago. Probably four years. What, how, well, didn't you long have time many? Ago, that, was, that was definitely um, 2016, 2015, 2016. Wow. Cool. 2016. Cool. Yeah, the show started 2015. So almost six years. In March, it would be six years. Where'd you go to college? Columbia. Columbia University. Columbia, the country. No, I'm just kidding. Columbia, Columbia University. Yes. Uh, not that I was smart, but my parents just pushed me to study, study, study. What was your and major? I got in. What was I majored in BS. That's what I majored in. I got in BS. Okay, good. <laughs> and what's so crazy about no, poli sci? Poli sci. I was going to be a doctor to follow my dad's footsteps, and I realized I wasn't very. You know, Asians are supposed to be good in science and math, and then I realized halfway in college, I was the one percent, the one. Asian that wasn't good in science and math, not doing too well. So I, I just did uh, poli sci. I like political science, wars, history. So here's a kid that went to Columbia University. <clears throat> Very prominent family. Builds a network marketing business. <clears throat> Gets out of it. His, finally, his family thinks he's finally going to go straight and go to medical school. Instead, he flips it right over, takes all of his money, and builds himself an unbelievable facility and business training people because he knew he could make more of a difference there than in the build, business he was building. Even that commitment, my hat's off to you, Simon, because you didn't have to do it. You did it because you want to, and you work your fingers to the bone, and it's hard work, isn't it? Absolutely hard. Uh, much harder than network marketing, but it, it's about having a different purpose. I, you know, I got into network marketing because I read Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. 
And, you know, after doing the 40 days and 40 chapters, if our God's purpose for me is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I felt that got me into network marketing. And afterwards, it was just like having a different purpose. I felt that my company, even though I was making an impact, was really a drop in the bucket of the entire network marketing profession, right? It's so, the direct selling is huge. And I thought that, hey, this is my calling. I actually, I got dabbled in coaching a little bit. Then I realized that I want to see if this was what I wanted to do. And felt like God spoke to me in um, late 2012, which I can't believe it was like almost eight, over eight years ago, nine years ago now, um, to go full-time. So I've been full-time coaching trainer for eight years. And the impact of, uh, you know, God's impact, but, you know, the, the impact through encountering Rick Warren's work in the Purpose Driven Life, I mean, that, that has continued to really impact your life and to inform everything that you've done even to this day, hasn't it, Simon? Yeah, it's it's because in this profession, it's not just about the money and the, and the. I mean, I would say the money would be. It wouldn't be the top three. The the first most rewarding thing, is the fulfillment of seeing how you grow. Like I'm a shy, quiet Asian kid. I never thought, you know, in, in ironically, all the classes that required in Columbia it was really brutal. They had a core curriculum, where you had to read like a book a week. I never read any of the books. You just were cliff. I could barely read to keep up the cliff notes. Uh, but then you had the class participation was 25%. The best I got was like a B, B minus because I never participated. I'll maybe speak up one time. So I never expected me to be able to speak and empower others. But, and network marketing brought it out of me. So th- I think that's the most fulfilling thing, be able to do things I never thought was possible. Um, and then number two, you know, it's like seeing the live change, very rewarding, seeing people change. And number three is uh, it's the network, right? Like how we are connected because of this. I'm thinking if I was at a job, what would I be doing right now? I mean, you know, same colleagues having, you know, maybe I have a good time. I like my job, but definitely wouldn't be in the impact. I definitely wouldn't go through the personal growth and being able to travel and do different things. That's such a huge thing. And and you're exactly right. I, you know, the, the life that you have been able to create for you and your family, the lives that you have been able to, to touch by doing what you're doing. I mean, there's just such a huge, you know, wave of ripples that you have been able to create through what you've done with MLM Nation and the way that, you know, it's not just a platform, right? That it's it's pouring into people's lives. And so we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. how you do that after the break. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and go to commercial. So you're listening to the Network Marketing Leadership Show on the Genesis Communication Network. And we will be right back after this. All right, Adrian. <laughs> okay, we're back. Okay, so Adrian... What I want you to do is open up a clubhouse with just you and I as mods. All right. And we'll put it right here. There we Pe- go. And let people listen behind the scenes. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> so we're going to just play with it, man. You, you know, you're always out. You're, that was an idea from Lisa Grossman. So what we're going to do is we've got a microphone here right here with Simon on this commercial. And so we're going to do the radio show on clubhouse right now. So what Adrian's going to say is beside, behind the scenes on the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Simon Chan, Tom Chenault, and Richard Brisbrook. No, Adrian Chenault. And it's <laughs> going to be unbelievable. And people are going to flip out. And then we'll say it was sponsored by Contact Mapping. So Adrian doesn't fire me.com. I, I think we're competing with our own room, though. I don't know. If are we really? Is it still room. going we're pretty still crazy? Going, so I think we better, oh, rats. We better not go in and try to Look steal at people. all the people in there the, talking. The, it's out of we were 90 minutes in when we had to leave for this, thinking it was going to be half an hour, and it was still going. So we just handed it off and kept and let them run with it. Yeah, we, still we, yeah, we were going to shoot. And listen to who's on that show. There Haley Hobson, Rob Sperry, Nate Ter- Forrest, Tom Shallon, Jesse Lee Ward, Brian Fy- Fryer, Lynn Serrano, Brad Hager, Michelle Ed- Ager. I mean, just in Robert McFadden. I mean, it's just insane to me how many people want to be on these party lines. And you know, good for them. God bless them. And I think it's a very, very cool concept. It's never going to replace the training of a Simon Chan. No chance on earth. And I almost called him Simon Brooks. Do you know who Simon Brooks is? I do. As long as you don't call me Simon Chanel, that's fine. Simon Chanel. That would be hilarious. (laughs) That's what you, that's how you would get rich. You no, just, <laughs> <very high> praise. <laughs> Simon Shanault. That would be hilarious. 
Yeah, we're changing your brand right now. I might go. If, get I, if I ever had a pen name, that, that's what it would be, Simon Chanel. Oh, that's exciting. No, that's no, exciting. no one would know I'm an Asian guy. I'll be perfect, and I'll be related to like Tom. So association, but I must be successful. You know. Oh my God, <laughs> that's go. hilarious. Yep. So, what do you think on commercial wise? So, Simon, I want to talk a little bit about consistency in relationship building because I think you're, you're when I think of you consistency is really the number one word that comes up for me across everything that you do you know it, I know what a massive exception it is to the rule for you ever to not be in the you in your purpose-driven networkers right now doing what you do because you are just like you can set your watch by Simon being on when he says he's gonna be on being there at the same time and so as you're training and coaching people who are using you know building relationships to grow their business talk about consistent why is consistency so important and where is it most important for you to be consistent well consistency is important because many reasons number one it doesn't you know aside from the fact that if you do anything consistently you get good at it right but think about your prospects their perception uh, most people in the in the world are they consistent adrian most people in the world not at all they know right they're not they're not right so whether it's working out or taking golf lessons whatever or exercising or losing weight they're not consistent so or even network marketing, you know, your, your prospects may be approached by different people before. So just the fact that you are consistent and show up every day, that immediately gets their attention. That, oh, you must be doing well. You you must be different, right? Like, you don't need to make a dollar. You just show up every day and keep going. People either, number one, think that, wow, your business is working. Basically, by the way, that's how I trick people. I just showed up every day. And people, oh, you're still doing that thing? You used to call that thing. And I was like, you're still doing that thing? It's been over a year. And I'll say, am I dumb? Maybe, oh, you, no. Then if it didn't work, why would I still be doing it? I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't need to tell them, like, oh, this is an awesome business. You just keep showing up, right? Because most people will stop, will stop doing it. The fact that you keep going, that gets your prospects' attention. Most prospects, they're going to say, say no the first time because the timing is not right. But eventually, when they do need what you have, when they are interested in the time, they'll come back to you because you've been showing up. All the time uh, and the second thing is if you want to get anyone who's successful you guys you, no one likes a one-hit wonder right true no and then you can be bad you can be terrible but as long as you keep going people know that even if you've never had success people are like wow this person's going places because he has perseverance and they will actually you a lot of people end up buying you just like the way i bought into contact mapping because i bought you two guys right if you start showing up all the time even though you're not having results you keep going and you're so passionate about that vision People stop following you. That's cool. exactly it. Take us back. All right. Contactmapping.com forward slash Tom or I'm sorry, forward slash webinar. <laughs> so here's the deal. Adrian doesn't think I work. So I, you know, so now I figured out a way for me to have a tracker. So I have some impact. So if you do download contact mapping and you put forward slash Tom, it goes to Adrian and he gets a note, Tom told somebody, because I'm telling you, I've never had a boss like this in my life. We are back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got Adrian Chenault, we've got Simon Chan, and me. And I am telling you one thing right now, if you do anything today, you wanna plug in to what Simon has going on. If you're a brand new network marketer, he's gonna be able to get you started. If you're a seasoned network marketer, that's hit that wall because you slipped into the management mode, which so many people do, he's gonna get you back to basics and you're gonna be the person that you used to be and your business is gonna flourish again instead of die on the vine, agree? Totally, totally agree. And you know, one of the things, and, and I wanna talk about purpose-driven networkers, because one of the things that I see Simon do incredibly well, and you know, I talk to guys like Jared Krebs, who just loves you, can't say enough great things about you. You know, there's, there's so many folks who you have impacted, and you have created this space where you're not just talking at people, you're not just, you know, you give them the lesson of the day, but you're actually saying, let's, let's come together and let's do the work together. So talk about what Purpose Driven Networkers is and talk about how you arrived at the power of doing the work together. Because I think that's one of the things that really makes what you bring to the table special and unique, Simon. 
Well, purpose-driven networks goes back to my purpose, you know, the God's purpose for me is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And I, I think back, you know, I'm actually wondering if your purpose is greater money. I know both of you have one of those. Uh, both of you are members of purpose-driven networkers. So it goes back to, you know, purpose is greater than money. And if you really, you know, network marketing, uh, I think it's changed so much now. Like even you talk, you know, uh, when we we're off air, talking about the Clubhouse app and all this stuff, there's so much training out there, right? Which is awesome. I mean, some of the back there have some CD, old CDs from like Jim Rohn and stuff. You know, I remember the first CD set I bought from Jim Rohn was like a hundred dollars, and I listened to it like fifty times. Like, it was by the way, it was really stepping outside my comfort zone to spend a hundred dollars because before then, the only CDs I bought was like maybe you know eleven ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, buy like a CD to listen to. Now I'm paying a hundred dollars for a CD. I'm like for like a ten CD set, but I listened to it over and over and over again. Right, because it was like it was a hundred bucks. But now, like, you can go to YouTube or Facebook or anywhere and get that type of quality training anywhere. But what people are lacking is again, it's to say, it's the lack of taking action, the lack of consistency, lack of accountability. And so, with purpose-driven networkers, like, what do network marketers really need, right? Because if you want great training, you can get it anywhere. You know, we have great trainers out there. But what people need is someone to help them do it together. And make them it's like there's gyms out there but what do people really need a trainer that pushes them because when you have a trainer that pushes them and when you show up together it's just like if you go to the gym like I, let's go to the gym i think most gyms are closed now but back when they were open you may not show up but if you're meeting a friend there it increases the chance to show up and if you're meeting five friends there and then and you definitely don't want to be the only out of five that doesn't show up right you'd be like the lazy ass or the, like the the loser who doesn't show up you're definitely going to show up and you're going to push yourself harder. So we created this uh, culture there where every, uh, every, every day, 11 times a week, where we show up in the morning, it's only 15 minutes. And you, you asked me during the break, like, what do you need to be consistent with? You need to be consistent with the income producing activities, not consistent scrolling on feed, not consistent watching trainings. Cause I think there's so much trainings out there. Your teams, your companies have great trainings already, but consistent in the income producing activities, like, Setting up, like what Tom was talking about, setting up follow-ups, touching base with people even when you don't need them, right? Following up with people, setting up invites, setting up presentations. And, and But sometimes it can be scary. But when we do things together, you're going to push yourself harder. So that's the whole concept. And, and then here's the lesson of the day, like a three, four-minute nugget of lesson because I want to keep the training short. But that's evolved. People love it. And uh, it's where I hang out most of the time. I enjoy having doing it. That is so cool. And you know, the, the, I think the biggest thing is it's only 15 minutes, right? If you will consistently say, I'm going to use those 15 minutes as my launching point in my business every day to make sure that I'm taking action every single day in a way that's going to move my business forward, that 15 minutes can be enough to have a transformative effect, right? You don't have to spend hours and hours and hours and hours on your business to make progress in your network marketing business. If you do it consistently every single day, very small chunks can make a huge difference, right? I get a huge small chunk. What's that? No, I, I'm sorry. No, you know what? I am I'm sorry. such a creature of habit. I am, it is sick how consistent I am in the morning. I have my day stage so that like 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm done. Because I, I start it really, really early before any of you kids get up. You're probably not even home yet. Uh, old people get up in the middle of the night. I hate to break it to you. And uh, it's pretty cool because I can get so much work done. And I've got this routine that is so bad to the bone that includes my AA meeting. So it is unbelievable what I accomplished because I set this non-negotiable schedule in place and I do it every day come rain or shine and everybody knows it now. Nobody tries to bust into it because they know that I'm not, I'm not going to change my routine for them. And it works like a charm. I mean, the company owner, you know, Steve Wallach doesn't call between 7.30 and 8.30 mountain time. They know I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. It is that rigid. And, you know, the world will wait for me. And I finally figured that out and stay consistent and true to my word and my integrity, like Simon's talking about, and everything changes for the better. So, you know, you brought up, uh, you brought up a really important uh, thing there. Like when you wake up, you're on the offensive, right? You have your agenda, your, your AA meeting, your other things you have to do. Um, it's the same. I wake up at 4.50 in the morning. 
I have my pep talk. I'm on the agenda. I don't check any emails or text messages until at earliest 7 a.m. So at least two hours because I have a thing. I, I go on the pep talk. I just uh, my, go live. I work on my purpose driven network as we prospect for 15 minutes. I, I'm working on a I'm working on a book that's coming out this year. I'm working on that. I'm making, working on major projects, right? Networking, following up, singing happy birthdays. All that stuff is done before 8 a.m. Yeah. And then I normally, unless it's an exception, I check messages. Normally I check my messages after 8, 8, 8 a.m. But normally those are things that have to be done. And I think, you know, 15 minutes of business is pretty simple. You can, Everyone can wake up 15 minutes earlier. Everyone can take 15 minutes during a lunch break instead of watching the news, gossiping, spend 50 minutes on doing the income producing activities and spend 15 minutes, stay up 15 minutes later and do that. You don't require much time, but you can't be multitasking. You know, you can't be multitasking. There's so many studies that uh, have been done that show multitasking makes you dumb. And I know it's difficult because the phone, these phones are great, but they're weapons of mass distraction. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know what? I want to do something fun. <clears throat> There's so many studies you can Google about about multitasking. And when I say multitasking, income producing means if you're following up, follow up, follow up, follow, follow up with 10, 20 people in 15 minutes. When you're sending out invites, send out invite, 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 invite. Don't, and if someone replies back to you, don't reply back to them. Get your follow-ups, get everything done before you reply back. Because if you reply back to someone immediately, what happens is you spend all day talking to one person. And then when one person says no to your business, you're like, oh, if you defeat it, right? Go out there. So when we work, we just like, hey, my, the, the goal is not to get a sign up. The goal is like, see if you can send up five invites in five minutes. Get that done, right? If you get that done, someone replies back, then you can reply back. But you have to do that because if you, our brains cannot switch back and forth. And I'll give you a perfect example. I want you both of you to do this, right? How multitasking makes you dumb. In sports, like you can't be weightlifting and then running and then playing volleyball for five minutes, do yoga for three minutes, shoot some basketball. You can't jump in back and forth. But I'll give you, I'll show you, this is something fun. Count to 10 really quickly. Like one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay? Say the first 10 letters really quickly. Like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, A. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. Okay? Say the first number and then the letter. Like 1, A, 2, B, 3, C. Do that really quickly. 1A, 2B, 3C, 4D, 5D. Hey, hey. I, see, I just made you all dumb. Both of you dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so right. Multitasking doesn't work. So if you're sending out invites, invite, invites, do that. Don't send invites and look at your scroll your feed, right? And another thing is you have a map, you have a great app like contact mapping. The night before, plan out who you're going to reach out to. Because when you have that precious 15 minutes, you don't want to sit there, oh, let me look at the news feed. Let me see who should I prospect, who should I reach out to? Then all of a sudden, the 15 minutes are gone. The kid's coming. You got to go to work. You got to do this. You, but if you plan, if you spend five, 10 minutes the night before just planning things out, look at your content mapping, look at who you're going to follow up, strategic plan it out. So when you have that 15 minutes in the morning, you're in go, go, go mode. That's so brilliant. And it's so true, right? You could launch, you can launch 30 conversations in five minutes and then be busy and doing stuff the rest of the day because you have spun up those conversations and you're having income producing conversations the rest of the day versus you get in this loop of talking to one person and you only spun up one conversation all day and then you get on the news and all that other junk. And yeah, because most people, they talk too much to too few people. You gotta talk very little to lots of people. That's the key. You know, and, and I, I highly believe in the subconscious mind. That's that something I so teach, right? Creepy. Right, Sub, subconscious mind. It's like before you go to bed, if you start looking at who you're gonna write down, write down, make a note. Of, go through your contact mapping app. Go write down who you're gonna reach out to. Write on a piece of paper, and when you go to bed, your brain actually starts working on it. And when you wake up, you know what to say. You know exactly. Who you're when I wake up on a go 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 mode. So one of the first things I do is I do my uh, my pep talk. Right, I look at the topic I'm gonna talk about before I sleep. I go to sleep. And once I wake up, my brain's ready to go. I meditate, I pull on the pull-up bar, I pray, but then I'm ready to go. He's a beast. <laughs> he is a beast. You know, and, and I need to, Marianne, we should put her on here because she will tell you that I am the most focused, most attentive man she's ever met in her life, which is exactly the opposite of the truth. I, I spend, I bet if I could just not multitask by design and do what Simon just said, I could save three or four hours a day. Because I spend so much time just going down rabbit holes and poor Marianne tries to manage my life. And it's unmanageable because I will not adhere. And I'm structured. 
and I don't and I multitask too much. I think that's unbelievable advice for me, not necessarily for you or Marianne, but you're multitasking of conversations. That's exactly right. Right. Who told you to talk? Oh, I'm so sorry. I should go now. <laughs> <laughs> You're the greatest, Marianne. Thank you very much. So what do you got? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's 100% true. And it, it just that, you know, there's so many other layers there, right? If you're if you have all those conversations going, you know, simultaneously or threaded once you have, you know, fired all those missiles, so to speak, your posture is going to be better because you're not having to pretend you're so busy talking to other people. You really are busy talking to other people. You know, you just you create this energy about yourself that is helpful to having, uh, you know, get, being that person that is really going places. So that is a brilliant, brilliant insight. And uh, we got to go to break here in about yeah. thirty seconds. And you, but you have to admit one thing that makes you matter than almost anything on the planet is when you are on the air with me or in a meeting with me and you say, what do you think, dad? And I say, I wasn't listening. <laughs> it makes you crazy because I was multitasking and I have, so I'm officially apologizing to you too. We'll be back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Simon Chan, and the old man. We'll be right back. Holy so mackerel, Richard Brooke is listening to the show and I'm going to put this up. I don't know if you can get that on the screen or not. Hey, tell, hey Richard, I still I always remember your advice. You can be happy or you can be right. But you can never be both. Yeah, he said that. And he is right about that. This is him. He said that on my show. Yeah. I still remember that. One of the best advice. Yeah. And he is on his boat right now with his dog, Marley, his beautiful wife, Kimmy. And they're floating around in the ocean watching this show. So that is absolutely time, financial, life, love, freedom, which we have great respect for. We absolutely do. And he's a contact mapper. Big time. Ask June Jones. <laughs> so <laughs> this is so funny to me that I have to, I have to hit on this point one more time. So speaking of not being distracted, the most maddening thing that I love about my dad is that he will not be listening to you, but he has this sort of like tape recall where he oh, can re rewind the tape. So you'll, you're talking to him, he's clearly not listening, and then you'll cuss him out and say, you're not listening to me, and he'll go, yeah, I was. And then he'll like replay the tape. He was, there's no cognition at all involved, but he can somehow regurgitate to you what you just said and you just want I can to do it, I can do it. I've got a 15 minute uh, feedback. And Brooke is out in the middle of the LA in the ocean listening to you he just said that online that is really 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 cool yeah i can do that and it makes him so mad because i can tell him exactly what he said even though i didn't hear you have a part of your brain that we don't have it's a little part of your brain it's like a tape recorder brain <laughs> yeah right there <laughs> no that no simon actually that happens to be a hearing aid <laughs> and i'm very proud of these hearing aids by the way do you know why it proves i i wore my jaw out i, I wore my ears out before my jaw which meant I listened so much better than I spoke. For the last 69 years, my ears wore out, but not my jaw. So I'm hey, wearing these things with pride. I just came up with an idea. Since we're all entrepreneurs, imagine you came out with something that actually was like a hearing aid, but it's like invisible, right? Like clear. And if you multitask and it's like Adrian's talking to you and you can just like tap and records. And then like, it's, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need it, Tom, but someone like me, I would need it, right? So if you're looking for something else, and Adrian's talking to me, I just tap, it's kind of the you tap and records. And then afterwards, I was like, oh my goodness, I got to talk to Adrian, what do you say? I just tap back and it'll play it back in my ear. What is Secret so recorder. So these things, okay, so this is the contactmapping.com commercial. So these things port to your phone. So I have dinner with Denise and she's on this side. So Denise thinks I'm listening, but I've still got something going on in this year at a low volume. So I'm listening to this too. And it is an absolute marriage ruiner at a high, high level. So yeah, I have completely abused these con these things too. So that's that simple, yeah. Maybe we should just try being present in the moment, see how that goes. I have got to learn that. Contactmapper.com, what's up? Yeah, so- Stacy Stacey Todd Clark, we love too. Oh she's my goodness, here. that's yeah. awesome. Yes, hi we Stacy, we're glad you're here. What's up Stacy? Yeah, oh she's a goodness. good woman. I don't know why, she she does so many different things. She's the sister of Sandy Ellsberg. She's got like nine jobs. She's got just 
crazy stuff going on. She's got a restaurant, and on top of that, she's also uh, manages a very, very prominent and famous network marketer who I'm not allowed to say his name, but he might be out in the middle of the ocean having lunch with his wife and his dog. <laughs> so unbelievable. <laughs> so she's unbelievable. So take it away. Go oh, to contactmapping.com slash free and go see what the magic is all about. We're coming right back. I'm not giving you a refund on your advertising. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It is Simon Chan, or Simon, actually Simon Chenault and Adrian Chenault. That's so it. We are very, very happy to have him here. He's been an unbelievable guest so far. Uh, unbelievable. You have anything that you want to, how do they, how do they find you? How do they find I you? You can go to mlnation.com or the social media, Instagram, Simon W. Chan or Simon Chan on Facebook. You'll be able to find me. That is awesome. And Denise Chenault is here, I know my it. dear stepmother. She somehow, she figured out that Tom was faking like he has any capability of being present in the moment, and she came on to set the record straight. That's exactly you know, right. She only, you know, hey, Denise, I know you only came on after Tom to talked about the year thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my goodness. So, Simon, one of the things that I love about you in addition to the contribution you make to the profession is the contribution you make to your kids. You are the epitome of a coach in their sports. And talk about what have you learned coaching kids sports and how that has applied, helped you apply back into the way you coach professionals? Mm, that, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I love coaching, working with the kids because that's something I wanted to do, but my dad, that's why I think purpose is greater than money. I grew up with uh, upper middle class. My Dad had money, uh, was a doctor, you know, have three Mercedes, big house, but never had much time with us. So it's really awesome. That By the way, network marketing has been awesome, but there's no such thing as time freedom. When you have kids, there's no freedom. Yeah. You get time flexibility, but not time freedom. <laughs> when the kids come in, there's no freedom. When they have to change their poop diaper, there's no freedom. But um, that's a really good question. I think that the main thing is that we are all born, I believe, you know, God bless us, we're all born with unlimited potential. Um, and our professional leases that potential. But what holds us back is the programming, the things that happen to us. And, you know, it could be someone said no to us or we didn't do well in school or some girl didn't like you, some guy did, ditched you, whatever. All these negative things all of a sudden make us think that we have to be a, live a life a certain way, right? So for me, I was a shy, quiet Asian kid. I'm still shy. I, I don't like to speak. I don't think I could speak. Because I don't know what happened. Something, you know, English was my third language. I'm sure kids, I remember kids making fun of me. Uh, you know, when I used to play football, if I dropped the pass, they'll call me Jerry Fried Rice, you know, names like that. And so, so maybe that made me shy, right? I, I was afraid to speak up. But one of the things I realized about kids is that they can grow a lot quicker because they don't have the limiting beliefs yet. A lot of them don't have the limiting beliefs because they haven't gone through the years of history and the events. Right. So if I tell a kid to visualize, they're like, all right, I'm going to do it. And boom, they, you know, a kid that can't hit well, all of a sudden gets a big hit, right? Because they can learn to visualize. Well, if I tell an adult, they'll be like, oh, yeah, but that doesn't work. Oh, yeah, they, they'll do it, but they're not really doing it. Because they, so in other words, you can say they're not as coachable because they let adults let their past. And your past doesn't dictate your future, but they let that. And the kids, it's easier because they're younger and they're fresher and their minds are more placid, like flexible learning, they're more coachable. Boy, but as adults, we could, if we realize that's a limitation, we can't say, that's, that's, I'm not like that. No, you could be like that. Like you weren't like that. I would say yesterday is history. Everyone can write this down. Yesterday is history. Today is a mystery. Yeah. And tomorrow is your legacy, right? Your past doesn't dictate your present or the future. Kids are much easier to let that go. Well, adults, they tend to linger or they start giving excuses why they have to be a certain way. Oh, I constantly, so my past is, I'm supposed to file my past into my past, but something is wrong with me. And I, I always file my past into my future and then go live it again. And that is insanity. And you're a hundred percent right. Cause those little kids get over it just like that. But us people with so much baggage, so to speak, file our past into our future all day long. And the fact that you're actually able to recognize that teach people not to do that. Because if I could just change that fork in the road, uh, if I would have changed it many, many years ago, there's a pretty good chance I wouldn't have been this crazy alcoholic that 
it took me a long time to get back on track because I was filing my past and all the trouble into my future and just living it again over and over again. And fortunately, he was born and straightened me out. Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it's remarkable. And I think that that visualization piece is is a big part of it, right? You know, Richard Brooke here with us is, is such a, you know, one of the people who I've learned a lot about that from is, you know, when you can envision yourself doing these things and it, you know, it can be grandiose visioning, but I think it's really visioning, you know, envision yourself doing the thing tomorrow that you dream you could do, but feel like you can't. And you're going to, you're going to create that path for yourself to walk on. And I think there's, you know, the, the baseball example, thinking you can't hit, giving them this vision that they can, and they walk out there and do it. That's those, we can do that in our adult lives as in business and our family and all these things. If we, if we envision it, we can go and make it happen. Yeah. You know, and baseball is great because it's a sport of all rejection, right? Strike. I always teach the kids and the same thing in basketball, same thing in football, like in baseball, what's the most important pitch It's the very next pitch. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter if you hit a home run last game. It doesn't matter if you struck out. The only important pitch is the very next pitch. And it's like as entrepreneurs, the only thing that's important is your next action. Like, what are you going to do after you watch the show? What's the next thing you're going to do? Are you going to go surf, scroll on the feed? Or are you actually going to do some of the stuff that Tom and I, you know, Adrian, we talked about? It's your very next action step. And Marilyn, you know, the quote was, yesterday is history, today is a mystery, and tomorrow is your legacy. Wow. That is really, really good. And what did Denise write? She said something profound. And, that, and that's why we need to heal our past stories so we don't have a bunch of of four and five-year-olds ruling the world. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, true yeah. story. Yeah. Was that a political comment? <laughs> it, it wasn't <laughs> until now. <laughs> All right, you guys. This is very fun. You know, having Simon Chan is an honor of all honors, mlmnation.com. Please go. Next week, do we have Pat Quinn next week? Marianne, did he confirm? No, no, we had to move him and we're waiting on Mark Lindell. I think okay, it is. So, we do, so Pat Quinn, that storytelling machine that works with Pete Vargas and Eric Warre and Grant Cardone. I mean, he shows people how to shape their stories. He's coming on. So that'll be really, really cool too. Are we out of here yet? Yep. All right, we're gone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.